Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest, and we are experiencing some technical difficulties right this second. Welcome to the live. It is good to see you. Purple Princess and James, what's up? It's good to see you guys. Give me like 30 seconds here. I am going to connect my headphones, and I'm going to do this. I don't need to, but I'm going to because it feels weird that they're not connected, and I feel weird talking into like the abyss. So give me one second. Also, our TikTok is banned. So there's that. That just happened. So congratulations to the Shipwreck Show for losing account 28. We're going to go to account 29, which is three. Sonia, hello. It's good to see you. Thank you for being backstage. I lost a little plug. I quit. Maybe the nooners aren't the best idea. Freaking A. Johnson. Normally we are much more. Hi, JJ Collins. It's good to see you. And Purple Princess and Raquel and Alex King and Lily's Flowers. You guys, welcome to live and a very happy Tuesday to all of you. I hope you were doing well. We got Sonia. There we go. We got Sonia in the little box over here next door. And we're going to talk about a story time with Paul Pelosi. But first, Scott Keen, welcome to the membership club. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy those emojis. Uh, I hope they're everything that you dreamed that they would be and more. I got to switch them out. I think just Justin's still in there. You can use it if you want to, even though he's no longer with the show. Kelly Smith, it's good to see you. Texas Buckeye Girl and Angie Barnes and James. Jack's mom, hello, you sexy people. How are things? How are things going? All of my systems are crashed here. Are they? Yeah, we're having some internet and stuff issues here too, but we're going to fight through it the best that we can. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Fresh Cap Mushrooms. If you go to freshcap.com and you use Shipwreck 10 at checkout, you get 10% off your total order. We are glitching real hard. Are we glitching, Sonia? Sonia, she's, we're not glitching? No, we're good. Okay, good. My whole like thing is glitching. I should maybe go lock my doors. Fire Talk Radio, welcome to live. It's good to see you. My inner heart art, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. We're here for the mean tweets. <laughs> oh man, Twitter is just the whole Twitter. Like I'm, I, I like, I, I like the trolling that Elon Musk is doing. I find it, I find it entertaining, and I find it funny. Um, I'm not sure that I trust Elon Musk more than I trust anybody else when it comes to uh, like the elites or the swamp or anything like that. Elon Musk at one point in his life, and he may still, I don't know, but wanted to chip everybody's brains, um, which I suppose is fine if you'd like a chip in your brain. I'm all for free will as well. And I'm all for the advancement of technology. And he had some really good points to the chipping. It would cure a lot of illnesses and things like that. Uh, Maybe I'm going to pass. As long as it becomes, you know, one of those things where you can get it or you don't have to, uh, you don't need it. Uh, I would, I would be in, I'd, I'd be all right with it. I suppose mean tweets, bring back the mean tweets, bring them back. Twitter is going to be a great entertainment for podcasting for many, many months to come. You guys want to start off with Twitter tonight? 
University of Truth, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. I did finally get back to you. We just, Sonia just told me. But we got University of Truth, correct? Stitchloff, <coughs> coming on December 6th. He's going to talk about all of the things that are going on and all of the, I think we were talking about Flat Earth when he initially came in. So I'm going to go. And we're going to start off with the mean tweets. I was going to start off with Paul Pelosi because I feel like that's a really good story time for the day after Halloween. But, you know, that's fine. I'm still I'm down. I haven't been able to get my Twitter account hacked. Got hacked. I don't want to start a new one. I'm on Twitter. You can find it. It's just shipwreck show on Twitter. Um, I don't tweet a whole lot. I might tweet a lot more considering I can't stay on stupid TikTok. Obviously, obviously I didn't even break any guidelines. I did one video come down since I went back to that account and it's, it's just gone again, but we got three. I might just post TikToks from three to YouTube though. I might not even mess with TikTok much anymore. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, that's fine, James. You can always catch us on the replay. So let's kick it off. Let's start with the Twitter stuff. So let me go through. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tabs open of different things that we can talk about when it comes to Twitter. And yeah, tw- two is down. Don't let yourself get trapped into the drama because apparently that came back and became a thing. Because as soon as that came back, then all of a sudden I started having problems again. Big shock there, but it's all good. So let's start with Twitter. My Twitter was banned. I don't do enough on Twitter to get banned. And maybe I guess I should start so I can add that to the list of places that we've been kicked off of. But uh, we might have to start doing more Twitters. <coughs> um, ship the picture you put for this live. I have to say, oh, thank you so much. So that was taken at a hotel downtown in Big Cow City um, when my hair used to be a little bit shorter and was able to scrunch and curl. But thank you so much. It's very sweet of you to say. We're too headstrong for the politics. I'm not even going to get back into it like... It seems like every time I tangle with that clown, uh, everything goes to shit. So we're just going to not. You guys, I feel like, are more important. And the information that we talk about is more important. Uh, And the community that we've built is more important. So, yeah, make sure you smash the like button, you guys. So real quick before we get started, smash the like button. And if you like what you hear, please consider hitting the subscribe. We love your faces. Thank you for being here. And, yes, the sober video. Before it went down, that was my last video I posted. So we are sober for 64 days today. 64 days sober today, which is a pretty big fucking deal for me who really enjoys her beer. Um, And last night, I was just telling Sonia backstage, last night was tough. Halloween was a tough year for us to be sober because that was kind of the thing. We would sit on our driveway and we would have a big crock pot full of apple cider. And then we would hand out candy to the kids and we would have the little airplane bottles full of rum that we'd hand out to the adults uh, if they wanted to in red uh, styrofoam cups. So, but we did it. We made it. Instead, I've been eating fun-sized Snickers like every healthy person should be and just getting all of that parental Halloween tax. Uh, the kids cooking shows, not yet. We're still working on what that looks like. I don't know if that's going to become a thing or not, but we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> she does. So Sonia's going to be in my little box. I think we're going to do this. I like it this way. We had, we had done it the other way where she was in the little box backstage. Um, and I wanted to see what it would be like to have her in the little box next door. And I kind of like it because then I can see her and you guys can see her and you can wave at her and she can wave at you too. And I can ask her questions and make sure that I stay on track. Two years alcohol-free. Congratulations, Fire Talk Radio. That's awesome. So let's get started. Let's go ahead and just dive into the Twitter stuff. So Elon Musk bought Twitter. Um, And let's kick it off with the first thing, or one of the first things he did was he fired a whole bunch of people. I believe he fired the board member that was the one that um, really pushed for Donald Trump to be banned off the platform. She was one of the first to go. He fired, like, the CEO. I can't say his name. Um, it starts with an A. Let me see if I can pull it up here. 
we are having some kind of difficulties. Maybe I can't pull it up. I don't know if present share screen. There it goes. Uh, Elon Musk dissolves the Twitter board. So Elon Musk dissolves the Twitter board, making himself the sole director. The board had previously been made up of nine directors, including ousted chief Parg Argowell. That's that guy that I couldn't say. And there's a video, but I don't know what this video. Yep. Can you hear it, Sonia? Oh, what is it doing? Can we hear it? You say it's a whole verification process being revamped right now. Verified users will have 90 days to subscribe. Hold on. So this is one thing I want to go over. So if you have a blue check mark on the Twitter, he changed this. He changed everything. He walked in with his sink. <laughs> he walks in with his sink and changed everything. And so if you have a blue check mark on Twitter, I believe they said it was like 1995. It's going to cost you. So once implemented, verified users will have 90 days to subscribe to the new plan or they will lose their verification status. Ain't that some shit? Give me a blue check mark. I don't want one. Twitter employees were told that they need to launch the new Twitter Blue subscription by November 7th or they were going to be fired. So he's going on to state that he's going to use the subscription money and he wants that to be, what did he, what did it say? He wants that to be half of Twitter's overall revenue. And so this is going to be subscriptions. Like I said, like if you want to keep your blue check mark, which a lot of people, including the horror story guy, what is his name? He wrote, he writes all the horror stories. He's such a big liberal. I can't think of his name. I can't think of Stephen King. Got it. Stephen King. Sonny, I'm going to get you some like signs to hold up and things like, like, like Stephen. Okay. Anyway. So Stephen King was all fired up. He's like, I'm going to leave the platform. I'm not paying. And I'm like, I'll bet you will be here with your blue check mark in 30 days. I'm going to come back here in 30 days. And if you were still here shooting your bullshit and with your blue check mark, we're all going to know that you're a big fat liar, liar pants. That's it. That's the end of the video. That was such a good video. Oops, Sonny, I made you big. There we go. <laughs> Stephen King, yes. So that's going to be kind of the thing. So if you want to be verified on Twitter, it's going to cost you, which I honestly, I, I don't know that I hate, I guess. Does that mean as regular folks to be able to get, I, th I think so, but I think you'll probably have to reach kind of like TikTok where you got to reach certain metrics in order to get different things. I suppose Twitter will be much of the same where you have to hit a certain metric to be eligible to purchase a blue check mark. Um, well, like TikTok, that's just, that'll just ban you just for fun. I mean, wasn't the left screaming two years ago if he didn't like it? No, bye-bye, Cravings. Let's still, we could talk about that next. So with the, 
Let me pull that back up too. With the change in scenery of Twitter, we have some celebrities that are leaving and you guys I know are going to be so heartbroken over this and so just damaged over the whole thing. So I'm going to make this big. Oh, we're buffering out again. So I'm out. Some celebrities are vowing to leave Twitter now that Elon Musk is in control. Elon Musk acts was ac- Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter has already led to some major shakeups in the company. Musk named himself the chief twit and fired all the top executives and shared his plans to change the platform's current content moderation and bans. Many fear that the changes will allow hate speech and inappropriate content for the platform. And as a result, several celebrities and high-profile people have vowed to leave high profile people. So let's run through the list. Sarah Borelli's the singer said she was leaving the platform in a tweet on October 30th. Whoop. It's been fun. Twitter. I'm out. See you on the other platform peeps. Sorry. This one's just not for me. She has not tweeted since. So she might be one that is actually going to stay gone. Tony Braxton was another one. Alex Winter, who I don't know, uh, but the Bill and Ted actor said he would leave the platform and kept that promise. His account is no longer active. His last tweet was a meme about Musk taking over the platform. Brian Koppelman, the billion showrunner, tweeted he was going to take a breather from Twitter and then made his account private. Ken Olin, who is an actor, director, and producer, tweeted about his departure from the platform on October 28th. And it states, hey, y'all, I'm out of here. No judgment. Let's keep the faith. Let's protect our democracy. Let's try and be kinder. Let's try and save the planet. And let's try to be more generous. Look to find peace in the world, he wrote. How, how, how wordy is that i mean like how i don't even know how sweet uh the next one is mick foley the wrestler said in april he'd consider leaving twitter i'll be giving some serious thought to leaving twitter for good in the near future he wrote i do not have a good feeling about where the platform is headed eric lawson is the next one the comic book writer who wrote the amazing spider-man series in the 1990s vowed early on in Musk's acquisition process to delete his twitter if the billionaire ever succeeded in buying the company he it appears that larson has left the platform since the buy <clears throat> i don't know who some of these people are jamil uh jamila jamil uh left rob rayner amy siskind siskind sean king J- josh gad and there were a couple other ones that did not make this list and so i don't know like i said i don't really know what that looks like i don't know if they're gonna come back i would bet dollars to donuts they're probably gonna come back <clears throat> that's something in my throat I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he's a false flag player. I feel like that's just a really big, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I think that's just a lot of unnecessary emotion for an app. Like how many times have we been banned on TikTok and censored on Instagram and kicked off of YouTube? Like, I get it. I, I, you know, be mad, but like, unless you've been through all of that, your celebrity status and your millions of dollars, like nobody cares. Like nobody cares. Boo-hoo, good riddance. Everybody sounds like they all sound washed up anyway. Liberal tears taste like candy. It's not true. Um, Hold on. Let me scroll back here. I don't want to miss your guys' comments. Emotional damage. I need somebody come out with the emotional damage. The reality is, is I don't know that he's going to be, I mean, he freaking fact-checked the president of the United States. Like, and then he fact-checked himself too. Sonia sent me that yesterday. Apparently Elon sent a tweet and then it got fact-checked too by his own fact-checkers. So it's interesting to me that they would just up and leave. I, I don't, 
it's not like he's banning them or it's not like you can come out here and use racial slurs on Twitter I, that I understand because some of those those guidelines are still in effect. The biggest thing is the misinformation and disinformation. And that was coming out as well. I've got another screenshot Mm-mm-mm. that goes on to state that Watchell and Twitter board deliberately hid this evidence from the court. Stay tuned. More to come. They were hiding all kinds of um, censorship and different things from the court. And apparently when it becomes a private company, you're able to out that stuff without it affecting the shareholders. And it makes, I'm not really sure how that whole thing works, but he's able to gain access to all of that and then just put it out there. So I don't know, except for, I don't know who Rob Reiner is. He fact-checked Hillary Clinton. He did. We're going to talk about that too. So he did. Hillary Clinton is in my list of Paul Pelosi, which we can move on to next. I know we're going to keep the nooners going and we're probably going to start them. I think we were going to start them on Wednesday, starting in January, or I'm sorry, in December. And then I'll just try to squeeze in one a week up until then. And I think we're going to get more concise with it starting in December. Um, I saw the article, huge bombshell. Well, that art, so that whole article and the website was completely wiped from the internet within like hours. The one that he tweeted with the link that talked about Paul Pelosi being a, I, I don't even know if I can say it like it, cause my video went down on TikTok and like they wiped it from the internet. How the story about Paul Pelosi is maybe not the story that you're being told. And apparently according to his neighbors, um, they're not super surprised. Like they'd seen, they were saying, that they had seen um, that guy coming in and out of his house uh, like a lot, like in different men coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just, we'll stick to, we'll stick to the facts. We'll stick to the facts and how kind of erroneous there. So let's get into that. So Paul Pelosi story time live all day. Double and Glenn, welcome to the, Rob Rainer was a 70 show all in the family son. Oh, was he? Okay. Double and Glenn, welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Okay, cat's meow, hello, it's good to see you. All right, so story time. So on a random night last week, Paul Pelosi was fast asleep in his bed, and apparently he woke up to a man who was wielding a hammer and broke into his house. That man had jumped over a security fence, and I want to see he was in his underwear. I don't know. Like, one report said he was in his underwear. Another report said that that wasn't true, so I don't know. In his underwear, but for the sake of the story, because that makes it a better story, with a hammer, jumped a fence, ran past Secret Service and the Pelosi security, dodged all the cameras, maybe. We won't ever see it. From what I understand is they're clearing some, declaring some kind of secrecy federal thing that we don't get to see the security footage. Broke into the house of the Pelosi's, uh, got him out of the bed, hit him with a hammer. Paul Pelosi then went to the bathroom because he had to go to the bathroom before being continually attacked by a man with a hammer, locked himself in the bathroom so he could get his phone because he charges his, his phone in his bathroom, grabbed his phone, dialed 911. And on the 911 recording, I don't, that they released, he said that it was a friend, but that he was hitting with a hammer. Then he hung up the phone, put it back down in the bathroom unlocked the door and then went back out where the crazy assailant was screaming, where's Nancy? And apparently had plans. This is what he told the court. I think it was yesterday. I'm going to pull all this up to break Nancy's kneecaps with the hammer, tie her up, 
hold her hostage for reasons unknown. So he comes out of the bathroom, shuts the door and was like, okay, I'm ready to resume being assaulted. Then the cops get there. And while the cops are standing there, they obviously witnessed this man hitting Paul Pelosi with a hammer. And they were like, whoa, dude, this is not how we do things in California. Violence is not the answer. Okay. Use your words. They were screaming at him probably to use your words. And he just, he wouldn't listen. So then they took his hammer and they arrested him. The man turns out to have lived in a school bus, which hold on. You know what? I think I have this article. Do I have it? I think I do. Yes, I do. Okay, bet. Here we go. I have the article for this. He lived in a school bus. Um, I got to get used to the, the different layouts with this thing with me and Sonia. So you guys will have to forgive me. Okay. So he lived in a school bus. And the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer has been living in a school bus weeks before the attack. A neighbor had stated in a different article that that school bus for curtains had a Black Lives flag, Black Lives Matter flag in the window, just so everybody is aware. Uh, those who knew David DePepe 42 told the Post that they've seen him living in a yellow school bus and part in, parked in front of the Berkeley home of his ex-San Francisco pro-nudist activist Gypsy Taib, Taib? with whom he shares three children. He usually kept to himself. He would just give us a blank stare when we would walk by. We tried to stay clear of him. No one knew he was here because he would be on the bus or he just didn't communicate. LaCosta said it wasn't surprised at all when he had learned that his former neighbor was involved in a brazen attack on the Pelosi's. I wasn't surprised because another crazy story is coming out from someone in that house, he said. They are always toxic and up to something. They are always on the news and trying to be activists. They always want to be in the spotlight. And there he is. Look at that guy. Now it turns out he's, well, he's, so he's facing attempted murder charges. He's homeless. He has kids. He has, there's the neighbor, right? She's, she's sitting there. There's another neighbor. Okay. Uh, when they heard about the Pelosi attack, Margarita, who's this neighbor, um, was said she was shocked that her neighbor had been accused. I was surprised because I never saw him be aggressive. I don't think the attack on Pelosi was something personal. Maybe there's a mental problem with him. DePepe's stepdaughter with Tab and N.T. Gonzalez identified him as her father in a Facebook post and wrote that he had made several racist posts on his personal blog, including conspiracy theories about the 2020 election. Full stop. Now look, now listen. The 2020 election, okay, was a fair and free election. So we don't buy into conspiracy theories here. Especially when they come from people who have Black Lives Matter flags in their window. All the same, Hillary Clinton thing came out. And I don't, do I have that here? No, I don't. We're going to get into Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton then tweeted out. Let me find it. Just give me a minute. Unless TikTok took it off my phone too. It's quite possible. Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Nope, I don't have it anymore. Yes, I do. I sure do. Hillary Clinton then tweeted out, the Republican Party and its mouthpieces are now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking but not surprising that the violence is the result. And its citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and actions to follow. 
And she shared an LA Times article that had stated accused Pelosi attacker David Pepe spread QAnon and other far right, far right bigoted conspiracies online, like on his Facebook and stuff like that. Sounds super legit. He's a nudist from California. Uh, he's an illegal immigrant. He's from, this is the next one I want to talk about. He's an illegal immigrant and he is from the, the great country of Canada, not to hate on the Canadians, not even a little bit, uh, but apparently he came from Canada. And so we're going to run through a little bit of that, maybe. Dang, this just gets hard to do. Hold on. Mentally ill, illegal alien, drug abusing nudist is really a Trump stooge. And this was written by the Gateway Pundit. So David DePepe is an alleged illegal alien who reportedly broke into the home of Nancy and Paul Pelosi and stands accused of trying to kill Paul Pelosi with a hammer. He and he has quite the resume. He's described as, by his ex-wife as mentally ill. He is an illegal alien. And I do, I do want to say that I read that he was from Canada and that his visa was expired. He reported reportedly is a frequent user of hallucinogenic drugs, probably mushroom Sonia. Dang. The bus he lived in sported a black lives flatter black lives matter flag on the outside his neighbors described him as paranoid and a website registered in his name and email was set up in september friendlyfriends.com and subsequently populated with the material scrapped from a russian site that specializes in uh q material so was this a random attack by one of the usual nutcases that populate San Francisco? Perhaps it is still not clear how this guy could just get up and walk into Pelosi's home and force his way in and calmly find Paul Pelosi tucked into bed. Allow Pelosi to get out of bed, call 911, then calmly walk downstairs to greet police before he cold cocks Pelosi with the hammer to the head. Um, the creation of DePepe's website in September and its population with Q images originally is created by the Russia's IRA, which seems way too convenient or coincidental. I didn't know it was just created in September, though. Can we talk about the timing just a little bit? We have a bunch of mega spreads. This is what I'm saying. But it was just that website, the QAnon, the Q stuff just came out in September. Like, he just started posting about it in September. It's only November. I don't know. I know. We listened to the 911 call. It was a friend. And plus, he was charged with... Um, uh, elder abuse, which my understanding, at least uh, maybe not in the California, but elder abuse can only be charged if the, like, if they know each other. Um, I don't know the timing on that super weird. I do feel like it's political theater. I think he did get attacked, but I don't think that it's what they're telling us. Uh, PBS was already demonizing conspiracy theories of the story of Nancy's attack. They all are like, it went just because of course it did. And I mean, we kind of called that too. Like it, I get it kind of, especially what we've seen when it comes to the conspiracy, like on our side of things, our, our no name, nobody uh, selves that we are on our side of TikTok when it comes to the conspiracy theories and how kind of out there and, and how people can just make things up. I, I kind of get it. But on the other side of it, I really don't see how this has anything to do with that. Uh, they are trying to get sympathy or for whatever midterms. Yeah, they're trying to get the Republicans, but I don't think it's going to work because people don't really care. I don't I don't know. And maybe I don't feel like people are that asleep just yet um, or just are that asleep anymore. So people are really struggling financially. People are really struggling to fill up, you know, even like your left, even your your people that probably voted for this. I mean, this has to be affecting them, too. And Nancy has a big. 
the Pelosi's play a huge role in this. And that has become extremely obvious in the last couple of years. Um, will YouTube be back up soon? We are back on YouTube, Double and Glenn. God, you had me scared for a minute. I thought, Jesus, are we already down? Is it going to be one of those days? My TikTok's down. Don't let yourself get trapped into that shit. Anyway, I'm kidding. Um, the whole thing is very political theater to me. And listen, and you guys might hate me when I say this. Don't hate me. Okay, but I'm going to say it. And I said this in the beginning when it happened too, before the main account went down. They were all there. But <laughs> I think that Trump's home getting raided by the FBI was very similar to the same thing. Um, and the reason that I think that is because the whole raid was kind of horseshit. They really didn't find anything that is going to do anything. They've been talking an awful lot, but there's not going to be any charges or anything that's going to be done in time uh, for November. So I think regardless, I think that had something to do with midterms, but it, what it actually did was it riled up that Republican base. It really riled up Trump's base. It really riled up that side of things. And it kind of, put the other side at ease almost a little bit. They were like, oh, we got him. You know, we've been seeing this for months, right? We got him. We got him. We got Trump. So we don't we don't need to go vote because they're going to arrest Trump. And so nobody's going to vote for the Republicans because they're leader, you know. And Christopher Ray was is the director of the FBI and the director of the raid. And he was the one that was appointed by Trump. And I'm not saying that it couldn't just be a coincidence, but I am saying it's awfully weird. And I think that was political theater as well. And I think it was done by the Republicans in order to fire up that Republican base, basically saying, look, if you do not get these Democrats out and get some, you know, get some people in there that are going to uh, start actually doing something, uh, this could happen to you. I think it comes from both sides. Um, more awake. I've already seen, especially in Nevada, which supposedly could set the record. Yeah. Early voters. Too. Yeah. We got a record number of early voters here too, as well. I think you're going to see a record number of voting for a midterm election, probably in a whole lot of your lifetimes, probably in mine. Definitely. Um, you're going to see a record number of turnout for these November elections just because of the so, a lot of it has to do with social media. Obviously a lot of it's got to do with 2020. And I think that in even with everything that happened in 2019, 2020, 2016, the Trump administration, all of that, I think all of that really woke everybody up to what's actually going on because you see people talking about, and it doesn't matter what side you're on, you're talking about it. Like you're, you're, you're voting probably for the first time. Like you're interested, you're, you're researching things, you're looking at the big, and you see it on both sides. Like people are making more informed decisions on who they're going to vote for because of what happened in 2016 through 2020 and then 2020 on. Um, a lot of the Amish and Pennsylvania are voting. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of people that are just going to come out in droves and vote in November. And that makes me really happy. I understand that a lot of people think, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're just going to cheat. It doesn't matter. And both sides, right? I'm hearing it. Obviously, Hillary Clinton came out with the video and she was spouting off about how the Republicans are already planning something for 2024, right? What, regardless of what you think, um, I'm sure like for the last hundreds of years, there has been some questioning to the different voting systems and whatnot. But regardless of what you think, it is the least thing that you can do. And I get it. People are like, well, it doesn't, it does matter. It absolutely does matter. It, it's the least that you can do. It's the one thing that you have control over. And you, I feel like you need to go do it. And if you show up 
in droves, it's going to make it a whole lot harder for finagling to happen. It's And you might as well, so if nothing else, you might as well make them work harder to do it. Does that make sense? Um, that's the one thing that you do have control over. Um, so was it fair to them, but now it won't be because, well, and somebody had said too, that in 2016, that very same thing was being screamed. And I didn't know that because I wasn't paying a lot of attention in 2016. I was still just listening to CNN in the background while I was folding my laundry seriously and just listening to it drone on and on and on. But it's odd because that is the one thing that was happening that got me to start paying attention was because I was listening to CNN go on about one of Trump's speeches, but I remember catching the speech for the first time ever and was like, well, that's not what he said at all. And then going back and then falling down this rabbit hole of all, and that's what happened. That's how it all started. I heard that she is, um, I heard that that race is actually going to be close. So I just read something on that today in New York. When I started waking up was actually when Trump came into office. I think that was the way it was for a lot of people. I have a theory about all of this, but it fires people up. And so I don't usually say it or I don't usually talk about it because people are like, well, if this was supposed to be the great awakening, then how are all these people getting hurt? People that took the jab, people that are losing their jobs. And it always comes back to free will. Like you don't have the free will to keep a job with a company that you don't own. And, but it's hard to get people to understand that. Um, I think you're going to see turnout in November, like you've never seen before in your whole life. Liz Cheney is making her ad against Carrie Lake actually brought her more support. I feel like this whole thing with Pelosi, I feel like this kind of backfired too. Cause I do, I feel like this Pelosi stuff is political theater. Again, I think it happened, but I don't know that it happened the way that they're saying it happened. I think it's or it's being used as theater. Um, it's being used obviously to push an agenda, which these things always seem to be. Um, but I think it's kind of backfiring because it's, it's one of those things where even like the left, you know, even like your left leaning content creators, they're all kind of like, yeah, that none of this makes any sense. Like, and they're like, well, if they were a part of the, the, you know, the, nudist community like they wouldn't they're peaceful and they're hippies and it's like man i think it blew up in their faces um liz cheney got voted out why does she think anyway is she even still alive i don't even know if she's still alive shoot shoot just listening and working lily's flowers it's good to see you okay but that's where we are in the paul pelosi thing we do and you guys are gonna hate this too but we do hope that he makes a full recovery i get it I get it. And I have a video that's going to make you feel a little better. Just give me a minute. But we do hope that he makes a full recovery. And the reason that we hope that he makes a full recovery and is because if we don't, then we are no better than the people that we claim to hate, right? At the end of the day, we don't want people getting hurt. I want to see some accountability. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute with the article from the Atlantic. But I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be the people that are wishing other people to be hurt. Um, we had enough of that shit in 2018, 19, 20, 21 with the vaccine phase and the co like, we're not going to go there. So we do hope that he makes a full recovery. We are sending good thoughts to him and his family. Um, and maybe I guess even to fancy Nancy, I, I guess, I guess. Okay. Just yes. So many furious, not Catherine outside New York, Albany. 
All right, let's move on. I have a video and then we're going to talk about the Atlantic and the video kind of ties into the Atlantic, I think, if I remember right. So I'm going to stop this. And I want to open. This is the. And so this is the a video and this talks about the Atlantic. So the Atlantic came out with an article yesterday and they stated that they want amnesty when it comes to what we didn't know um, in terms of COVID. And I grabbed this video from from a Telegram channel and I'm just going to play it because it's funny and that's going to be it. Hopefully you can hear it. I think you can. We're going to hide. We have sound. Did it have sound? I can never tell. No sound signing. Damn it. Every single time. Well, it's cool. It says, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. And then the sound is to the no. And it's just a great video. And I'll post it into Telegram. There's no sound. I know there's no sound. I can't get it to. When it shares like this, like I can't never seem to get it to. Maybe if I do it this way, give me one second. Let me try one more thing. One more thing. I'm going to get better prepared for this stuff. That I can promise you. Is it going to open? I feel like at some point in our career here, we're going to need like a whole production team. Share screen. Media player. Let's try that. Will it play now? Is it not? Is it not going to go hide? No sound. Damn it! I will post it to Telegram when I'm finished here. You can find our Telegram in the about tab here on the YouTube's, and you guys can watch it there. It's hilarious. Okay. So, but then I want to talk about the, the Atlantic article. So the Atlantic came out yesterday and they wrote an article talking about how they're asking for, so the Atlantic calls for a pandemic amnesty after mistakes that were made during the COVID response. A major, major publication has called for a pandemic amnesty, urging people to forgive one another for what we did and what we said. <laughs> okay. U.S. publication has called for... Give another what we did and what we said. Emily Oster, who's the name of the author, an economist at Brown University, argued in a column for The Atlantic on Monday that there was there it was time to move forward and heal the social divisions caused by the lockdowns, school closures, mask mandates, and other public health measures over the last two weeks. Uh, she goes on to state, as evidence continues to mount that much of the pandemic response caused more harm than good, views which were routinely censored on social media and derated by politicians, media, and public health officials during 2020 and 2021, Oster suggested most errors were made by people who were working in earnest for the good of fucking society. For the good of society. Okay? Listen. Listen. Gone are the days where I was just following orders is can be used as an excuse. No, this wasn't, this was only the, for the good of maybe 30% of society. Ugh. Er, okay. 
And then Zuby on Twitter, who is hilarious, by the way, you should follow him. He says, no, the people want justice and they want accountability. Nobody has properly acknowledged nor apologized for the immense pain, grief and harm that they caused to others. People who are people who were people who never wronged them at all, including you. And we have the receipts given the amount of uncertainty at almost every position was taken on every topic she stated. And on every topic, someone was eventually proved right. And someone else was proved wrong. In some instances, the right people were right for the wrong reasons. In other instances, they had a precedented understanding of the available information. The people who got it right for whatever reason may want to gloat. Those who got it wrong for whatever reason may feel defensive and retrench into a position that doesn't accord with the facts. Uh, Oster said these discussions were heated, unpleasant, and ultimately unproductive. In the face of so much uncertainty, getting something right had a hefty element of luck, of luck, of luck. How many TikToks did you guys make where you could prove that you could blow smoke through those stupid masks? Okay, because and how many times did we have to prove that you could, if you could smell a fart through somebody's mask, you could get COVID? Like, and how many times did you come out? Do, I'm, I can't count how many fucking times we did these bases at home experiments with the stupid masks. How about no, give me my job back, my pay and my entire savings that I've been living off of for a year. And then I'll think about not telling everyone to fuck all the way off. I am, you know what, just let me finish this before I get him. And similarly, getting something wrong wasn't a moral failing. Treating pandemic choices as a scorecard on which some people racked up more points than others is preventing us from moving forward. We have to put these fights aside and declare pandemic amnesty. <clears throat> no. Nope. You should see that I can't even pull them up. You know why? Because I'm banned on TikTok. But some of the comments that I got on the video that we made um, in regards to this article are heartbreaking. Like I had three or four people talk about how their marriage ended because one of them wanted to follow the guidelines and the other one thought it was stupid. And it got to that point. I'm sure there were other things, but it got to a point where they were incompatible and their marriage ended, right? over, over masks. How many of our children right now have got problems with their speech? And then there's all kinds of studies out there right now talking about learning delays because they pulled the kids out of school for COVID talking about, um, like learning delays because of the masks, right? There's no apology in this entire article. And the Atlantic has been historically terrible about bashing people who didn't go along with the narrative. Like even the owner of the Atlantic went on Fox news and told people that he felt if you were refusing to get vaccinated against COVID-19, that you should be treated last in the hospital, regardless of what your, your ailment was. He went on TV and said this to people, to hundreds of thousands of millions of people across the country. Yeah, I don't have an apology from that guy, right? Well, I don't have any apologies for, for our accounts getting taken down, for us being demonetized. People's lives were ruined for all of these small businesses that were closed for no reason. For no reason. There's not an apology anywhere in that article. She didn't come out and say, look, I think it's time for amnesty. I think it is time to build with bridge. I understand that the articles that we wrote, her specifically, 
Somebody had sent me a couple were bad. The articles that we wrote and the conclusions that we jumped to may have been extreme in the moment at the time. And for that, we are deeply sorry, but we are ready to move on. She doesn't do that. She blames both sides, taking herself out of the equation. And there's nothing. The people want an apology. They want, so like Angie says, I want an apology from a nurse who treated my mom like a second-class citizen because she wasn't vaxxed. I, I, I don't even know that I want an apology. I just want somebody to come out and admit it. I want Dr. Fauci to come out himself and stand there and admit to everybody. Hey, look, we got it wrong. Not only did we get it wrong, we ruined people's lives. And for that, we are deeply sorry. And we are committed to, you know, something. He could literally say something like that. And I would probably take it. Something completely blanket. But they, they can't even do that. People lost their, their livelihoods. People's families were torn apart. We had to do a whole Christmas special last year. We're going to do another one this year because people's families would not let them come to their homes or want to engage with them because they weren't vaccinated. They broke up families and, and friendships and relationships. And this is, this is what we're going to, this is all we're going to get is, is an article from the Atlantic telling us, well, yeah, it was our fault, but it was your fault too. It wasn't. It wasn't our fault. Oh, man. And for Fauci to be held accountable. <clears throat> I do think he needs to be held accountable. And I know that is the one thing that the Republicans have going for them. If they do take back the Senate and the House in November, they have vowed to do that. Um, I'm hearing a lot of talk about how they're going to fix the economy. And honestly, I have no idea. Nobody says how they're going to do it. But my, I really want somebody held accountable. Fauci, Dr. Burks the director of the CDC, um, they're still pushing it. They each state, each individual state, they now want to make it a part of your children's vaccine schedules. And they are going to recommend it. They're not mandating it. They, the CDC can't mandate anything because we're a state-run, or we are a state-run republic. But they can recommend it to your schools. They can recommend it to your states. And then they can let your state decide. And I'll bet you dollars to donuts that if your state decides to get on board or if the school that your kids go to decide that, hey, yeah, we're go they're going to get kickback of some sort in order to offset the costs of an added vaccine to the schedules, to the school schedules, just like they did with COVID, just like they did with the masks, just like they did with everything. They will get some kind of kickback. And so if you think that just because your state is pushing back and saying, or your governor is like, no, we're not going to allow this unless they put legislation into place that states that specifically states this state will not allow public schools to add this vaccination to the vaccination list, the school can still do it. So you need to really check and see what your governors are doing. And you really, if this is the hill you're going to die on in the next day, what is it? The next couple down if today's the first, if this is the hill you're going to die on, you need to be asking, you need to go and find out what your governor is doing, if anything. And then you need to get out and find out what your school board plans to do. And you need to find out what your county plans to do. Is your county health department just, just as much power as your school department, as your school board does? All of these things can line up perfectly. And this can happen for you and your kids. Um, all of them, California, you already know, picked district wisely at homeschool. Um, we live in Iowa. Our So Governor Reynolds already came out with legislation banning public schools from being from allowing mandated COVID vaccinations shots to be added to the children's schedule. Like that is a, it's a legislation that's in, but if she loses, it can be overturned. I don't see her losing. She's got, she's like years ahead of this other person, but 
Has anyone heard of Operation Lockstep? No, I have not heard of that. But there you go. So the, our answer to the Atlantic is a no. You're going to need to do better than some kind of blog piece on a major news outlet. I don't even know what the Atlantic is. I know they've written some pretty terrible shit. I know they're pretty far left. Um, anything corporate with DHS. So no, no amnesty, no amnesty without accountability, no amnesty without an apology and a sincere apology. Um, we have been just completely lambasted for years. People's lives were completely destroyed. Uh, that's not good enough, uh, for any of us. So with that, there you go from the Atlantic. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about Hillary Clinton, because that was what I also uh, said that I wanted to talk about. So a couple days ago, I had made a TikTok and apparently, am I going to be able to play it here though? Do I have the video? Uh, the intro, hold on for me one second. I think I have it sent to my Gmail account. I do. Hillary Clinton came out with her tweets and then uh, somebody, or I don't, I don't remember how I found, oh, I was researching flat earth and I had found that there was a death hoax from Hillary Clinton back in what was it, 2016. Was that it? Um, 2016. And it took me way. Oh no. This video is content from storyful man who has blocked from display on this website application. Watch on YouTube. Let's try it here. Okay. Where she had, I don't even remember where I was now. Hold on for me one second. Oh yeah. On 9-11 where she had fainted. Now we had talked about this and we're going to watch the video. And I had a theory about this because we were pretty knee deep into some stuff then at that point too. Like we were waiting for some stuff to happen. And I want to rewatch this really quick. And then I want you guys to tell me what you think in the comments below. So this is where she is fainting. Any mode change? Nope. And she was getting into her car and then they took her to her daughter's house. Um, and then they diagnosed her with uh, pneumonia. Okay. Now there's lots of different theories out there as to what people think, but let's rewatch it again just for the sake of, you know. So there is her secret service. Okay. And then she appears to get wobbly. They open the doors and all of a sudden she like plants her feet. And she appears to get very wobbly and almost looks like she's kind of fighting off. Yeah, see, there's that guy. He comes in. I don't know. So a lot of people are saying that she was being forced in and that's why it looks so weird. I thought she was being see, and this is what I thought too. Now there was a video too, back when we first initially saw this, where they were walking her through that building and that lady on the right, if you look down at the badge that she had on, it was like a U.S. Marshals badge. It wasn't a secret service. The whole thing was very strange. But then shortly after that, a news broadcast came out and they announced her death. But he had meant to say health. And I don't have the video now because, again, it was on TikTok and my TikTok is banned. But they announced her 
death by accident. It was like a, one of those death hoax type things. And then apparently she was fine. She came out of the, she came out of her daughter's apartment a couple hours later and she was waving and taking pictures, but people are saying she just looked really different and that she just didn't look the same. I don't know. I have my own theories about what that was based on where we were at the time when that happened mentally in some rabbit holes of things that were going on. Uh, the secret service was covering this because they knew. Yeah, it was very weird. It was felt very George Bush senior funeral. You guys remember George Bush senior funeral, the, the notes, the envelopes, what's going on back here? Oh, it's anemones. Um, well, and then when, I guess when she came out, she did look a lot different and there are actually news reports talking about how she did look a lot different. And there were some news reports saying that they had used, it was her body double and they were questioning her health at the time. Um, but then that was it. <laughs> Nobody talked about it after that since. And she just looks really different. And it's interesting. She's coming out again this week. She's talking about the, the Q stuff with the Paul Pelosi stuff. She came out talking about the 2024 election and how she has concerns about it. Um, when she came out, that could have been, she looked a lot different. She was about two inches shorter too. A lot of people knew that very strange stuff. So that's it. That's what I have for today. Um, oh no, I do have one more thing. The department of Homeland security. So this was tweeted out. Let me show this really quick. I didn't mean to go for a full hour here. I guess we were just talking, but so <clears throat> this was tweeted out by like Elon. I don't even know who tweeted it out. No, it wasn't Elon Musk. It might've been Discord news. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its efforts to curb speech and considers dangerous. And the investigation by Intercept has found years of in internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks that were going and that are an ongoing lawsuit, as well as documents that illustrate expansive uh, effort to the agency to influence tech platforms. This was one of the things that Elon Musk came out with too, where he had stated that members of DHS had sat down with members of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of your major social media networks and had discussed um, what they were going to do in terms of uh, misinformation and disinformation and how they were going to uh, basically limit those things from getting out. And this had been going on for, I guess, quite a while, but it's just coming out now uh, just because it happened with Twitter. And they are talking about still how they're going to continue and possibly ramp up the same kind of rhetoric that they've been pulling um, through November and then up through 2024. So this is, if you thought the whole censorship thing wasn't going to get any worse, it does look like it potentially could if things don't drastically change in November. So keep your eyes on everything, you guys, and uh, keep going and we'll just kind of see what happens. That's it. That's all I have for today. I think I'm going to dip. Sonia, I love your face. Do you have anything? Sonia got nothing for tonight. That's it. So with that, you guys, we're going to sign off. I love your faces. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Am I saying that right? Tomorrow we are live with somebody. Hold on for me one second. Tomorrow we are live with conservative Charles. So tomorrow we're live with conservative Charles. This is going to be a basic interview. If you're a big fan of conservative Charles, you'll be able to find us here. That's going to be at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's it. That's all I got. We love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys.
Oh, 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 oh,